Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Linda Crater celebrate the thoughts and opinions of magnetic, spirited, and influential women. Each week, bold, brilliant women spark vigorous conversations on the complexities of life, love, and happiness. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Crater. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck. I'm here with Linda Crater, and we're going to be visiting today with Kimberly Rinaldi and Frankie Picasso. And today's topic is what is sexy? Now, we are driven many times by advertising messages, by pornography, by um, different books that we read that are culturally significant, you know, like the Fifty Shades of Grey, I think about that one. Um, there's a lot of things that drive our perceptions of what is sexy. And I want to deconstruct some of these things because we did a show on Dynamic Women. You guys can check us out on iTunes or go to Dynamic Women Talk Radio. We talked about romance in an earlier episode. And Angela Breidenbach brought up the concept that romance has changed from the 70s, 80s, 90s into the 2000s as cultural identification of romance has changed do you girls think that the cultural perception of sexiness has changed i have my opinion but i'm going to go to kimberly rinaldi first absolutely um i watched a couple of uh documentaries on netflix recently and they were after porn ends and after porn ends too um we are being driven by marketing. We're being driven by media. And one of the first women in porn, she was actually the first female photographer for Playboy. Her daughter is now in the industry. And she ended her interview. And it's an interesting interview. If you're at all interested in the, the social aspects of this, go in their interviews with in front of the camera, behind the camera individuals. But this young lady, and I don't recall her name, said she was going to buy a .com and it was going to be called threewomenandashittysofa.com because that is where the porn industry has gone. There's no stylization. There's no thought process behind it. And I thought, that is brilliant. That sums it up right now. Um, It's unfortunate. We've got... We've got websites that are dedicated to hooking up at the flick of a finger and the porn industry feeding this, that it's available all day, all the time, and it's just changed. I'm 51 years old tomorrow, and I look at what is sexy, and for me, it's held the same. But for society, it has changed tremendously. Well, happy almost birthday, Kimberly. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) This is Linda. I I do think it has changed, but I'm like you in that I don't think my idea of sexy has changed. I happen to think that sexy is smart. I or confident, um, independent, who can potentially show a little vulnerability, but not too much. Um, And it can be something so simple sometimes that is just very sexy and, and sparks, you know, an interest in someone. So, I, I've never been drawn to the porn industry, more power to people who are, but um, to me it seems very impersonal, and I prefer the personal to the impersonal. Ooh, I like that. The personal to the impersonal. Agreed. You know, I don't know what people are thinking about mm-hmm. what is sexy, but I, I'll be honest with you. Like, the other day, so, somebody 
you know, had asked me uh, if I'd read Fifty Shades. And I'm like, yep. And all of them, yep. And what what were they thinking by me answering that I had read the books? Were they thinking, oh, she's a pervert? Were they thinking, oh, uh, you know, she must be loose or what? Or, you know, I don't know what they, why they asked. And I don't know why they asked all three. But, you know, it's kind of like, just because you read and you're informed doesn't really say anything. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah, I read it and that was it. You know, uh, am I going to go to a sex club? No. Am I going to perform, <laughs> you know, as an M? No. But, you know, you, you watch documentaries, you read things um, about things that you don't know about. So you're talking about the judgment that people make. Yeah, judgment. Judgment. But, you know, what do I, has my sexy changed? I don't think so. I don't think, I, I still think, you know, the same things are sexy. Um, women, uh, I, I don't, you know, it's funny because guys always go, oh, I really like the buxom girl, but they don't, you know, their ideal, I mean, by, judging by magazine covers, the ideal is is skinny, you know, it's starting to work its way back, but. Um, okay, I'm just going to jump in here. Yeah, jump in there. <laughs> I go. am not a twig, okay? I am not skinny. I'm not voluptuous. I'm, I'm your typical athletic figure that was very prominent in the 80s. In the 80s, we had Elle McPherson. You know, she had legs. Yep. She had shoulders. We had, you know, the volleyball girls. Like, that's what I look like. And so I don't look like Twiggy, but I will tell you, I command a lot of attention from men, and nobody has ever said to me, you know, I do this to myself. I look at the magazines and say, why don't I look like that? I look at the, you know, advertisements and think I don't, I don't look like that. But I will tell you, I spend a lot of time at the California beaches and I watch the girls walk by with their ass hanging out in a tiny little piece of butt floss. And the guys will look because they're guys. They're going to look yeah, at that. Of course. But when you watch a girl rollerblade by and she's got boobs and she's got ass and she's got curves and she's got hair, you know, what we think of t- typical feminine curves, these guys yeah. are like, they all look and they keep looking. Like there's one thing I think of is that when we go back to genetics, like if we are at our most base animal mm-hmm. There's something in you that goes, wow. And I will tell you, like, I've watched the kind of metrosexual revolution in advertising with men where men used to be like brawny, you know, manly men. And then they went kind of to very manicured, fine, fine boned. When I see a post on Facebook and there's a shirtless fireman holding a puppy. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody goes bananas. Nobody's saying like, oh, he should be thinner. You know, he should be. And when I look at the enhancements that are made in women, even my own work, my own catalog work I've done, my own advertising work that I've done, what do they do? They stretch my boobs, stick them up towards my chin, lengthen my legs, stick my ass out. You know, it doesn't even look like me at the end of the day. And I haven't done work like that in a long time, but... The reality is sexy is sexy. And when you own it, right. that well, makes all the is sexy. Those two words, that's it. Yeah. There's nothing sexier than that. You know, and if I may jump in, it's Kimberly. Sexy is driven by chemistry. 
And chemistry is driven by the biological imperative to breed. So it's healthy. It's hips on women to maintain a pregnancy and breasts to feed children. It's men who give off more testosterone because, hey, hunters, gatherers keep the cave safe. We have biological imperatives that drive what sexy is. While we're being influenced by the media, as Sandra said, the shirtless fireman with a puppy represents safety, security, protection, and the nurturing quality that we look for in a partner. Mm -hmm. So I think when you look at it from a societal standpoint, yes, it has changed tremendously. But when you break it down to the individual, what is partnering about? And I think that's where it comes from. It's interesting, yeah, because as a society, let's say 100 years ago, uh, the promiscuity wasn't there, the ability just to have sex, you know, um, without judgment, let's say, even uh, both ways, you know, I mean, look, you can look at gay guys, um, what they think is sexy, what, you know, lesbians think are sexy, uh, what heterosexuals think are sexy, they're not the same. Yeah, but they are the same. I mean, in a way they are, in a way they're not. So They are. There's trends. Yeah, there's trends. There's trends in sexy. But I, for, you know, I don't think that I would ever really like um, a skinny man with no, with no guns or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not my idea of sexy. Could I get used to it? Yes. But, you know, but sexy is, you know, for, I'm a Gemini, so sexy is brain too, you know. Right, um, sexy is smart. Sexy, smart. Well, like, let's talk about initial sexy versus yeah. ongoing. Because this is this is something that I found. You know, I made this rule after I got divorced. I was only going to date hot guys. And I, I have, have held to my, my standard. You. Yes, that they all have to be hot guys. And But what I found is some of the hot guys are like a Snickers bar. They're always satisfying. Then you have the hot guys that are like, an icy, you know, that are sugary sweet at first. And then, you know, like you're hungry an hour later and those type of things, the sexiness, like there's the attractive sexiness, like, you know, that, that sexy attraction chemistry that flares up in the initial, but then there's, that's to me where the next step is that sustainable sexiness, that sustainable attractiveness. And that's where witty banter comes in that where it was where like you know business success comes in there's all these other factors at least for me and I, I'm curious to see if it's just me or other women that sustainable sexiness is being a good dad is being mm -hmm. a good provider is being you know I'm tired and you know it's 4 30 in the morning but I'm going to get up and go to my gym class because I care about my body and I care what you think about my health like there's, it gets more complicated than just hot guy, you know, fireman with a puppy. Yeah, it has to, mm -hmm. you know, because look, you know, if your weight goes up or down as a woman and your man is like on you, like, oh, you know, I met somebody who goes, oh, my wife can't get more than, you know, five pounds or like she knows I'll divorce her. Like, that's just flipping ridiculous. Like, I've gone up and down and, you know, I can honestly say Danny never said one word. He never said you're getting fat. He never said you gained weight. Oh, you gained weight. Nothing. Never once. And, you know, that's appreciative, you know, I'm appreciative of that, because if he had, I probably would have walked earlier, you know, it was like, it's like, I would have walked out and thought, you know, if that's what I am to you, 
yes, I should look good and whatever, but if that's what I am to you and not all the other things that I do with you or for you, then that's not being appreciated. That's true. This Linda, we've got to go on a break. And I think there is a lot more to talk about with the flare up of the initial sexy versus what is sustainably sexy and what is your voice as you go through life. We'll be right back after these short messages. You're listening to Dynamic Women Talk Radio. We're Dynamic Women Talk Radio, and we'll return after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat, and many times it makes food taste so delicious. Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. that many prospective college students work under the management of handlers. A tutor helps with SAT preparation while a consultant concocts the perfect resume to present to colleges. They say the closest people ever come to perfection is on their resume. But college admission staffs aren't so bubbleable. That means gullible when it comes to sorting out students' qualifications. What's another word for a person with enough education to go to college? A tancom. The graduation cap was initially a hood and is believed to date back to the Celtic times when druid priests wore capes and hoods to symbolize their intelligence. It's marching. Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Crater and we're visiting with Frankie Picasso and Kimberly Rinaldi. We're talking about what is sexy and you know before I start to get piles of hate mail about I only date hot guys you know (laughs) after my divorce I mean it's been eight years so give me some slack but to be fair you guys I work really hard at keeping myself in shape. I'm not perfect I get it I could lose a few pounds maybe more than a few pounds in somebody's eyes but I go to the gym, I eat right, 
I go to my therapist on Thursday night so that I stay mentally stable. I have the world's best coach on Wednesdays, Frankie Picasso, on today's show. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I employ a team of experts so I can be my best. And it's not about being better than you or better than anyone else. It's when I wake up in the morning and it's the way I was made. I was born this way. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to have the best and the best as defined by me, not by anybody else. And so Don't hate I, because I'm beautiful. <laughs> yes, but, um, you know, but I do. I mean, I get my eyebrows dyed. I get my eyelashes dyed. So I don't have that opie look. And, um, you know, I do use self tanner because I look better with a touch of color and I don't like to wear makeup. So, you know, I adjust, but I, but I recognize that in this day and age, my physicality has currency. It's a currency that opens doors so that I can then get in the door, let my brain do the rest. And, I teach my kids that your physicality, your look is part of a currency you trade in this world for other things, right, wrong, or indifferent. And so when I meet a man, you know, that's my age or older, let's say anybody 40 and up, if he doesn't take good physical care of himself, I'm not attracted to him. If he smokes, if he drinks... If he's negative, you know, if all he talks about is, you know, how he lost $100,000 in the stock market today, blah, blah, blah. That's what I heard a couple months ago on a date. And I'm like, I'm dating you, not your stock portfolio. So, like, it's it's about self-care for me. Now, I know other people feel differently, but if you let yourself go, that sends a message that you don't care about yourself. And if you don't care about yourself, how do I expect you to care about me? We're going to go to Frankie. Well, you know, there's a difference between self-care. I mean, am I overweight? Yes. Do I take self-care? Yes. I had a manicure and pedicure this week. You know, I got got my hair did. Uh, you know, I got my, all of that stuff is self-care and it's all done. And it's done every four to six weeks, you know? So... Yes, I like to look after myself. Um, do I have an accident? Yes. Okay, head injury? Yes. So, you know, all of it's relative. But I don't want a sloppy guy. I want a guy that gets his hair cut. You know, I want a guy that, that if he has a beard, trims it. I, you know, I don't want hair coming out of your nostrils and your ears and your eyebrows mm. look like Professor whoever. That, no, <laughs> that's the biggest turnoff ever. Andy you know? Rooney. Yeah, but I want intelligence. <laughs> I was thinking a Muppet. Yeah, like a Muppet. <laughs> Uh, you know, but I also need you to be intelligent and maybe even a little bit smarter than me, or at least be able to, you know, banter with me or argue with me or, you know, debate with me because that's sexy to me. I agree. And and I, I like, I think the initial, we have to admit, the initial is usually yes. appearance. I yes. mean, that's just what why you're initially attracted to someone but when you start to go beyond that just a little bit that's where the smarts come in that's where you can tell if someone reads if they are well informed are they if they're lazy if they're not ambitious and I'm not talking about the successful you know you've got to be on Wall Street that kind of stuff but but do they work at something that they care about and are they kind are they generous um, of spirit as well as their time and, and attention? Those are things that are sexy to me. And I also find that I'm really a stickler, not a stickler, I'm a, a fan of. 
That's, that's a better way to put it. I'm really a fan of those who are respectful. I love having a door open for me. I remember being in the business world where you you were shunned if you stood with your arms full and tried to struggle with the door and no man would help you because they were afraid they'd get yelled at. And so I love those genteel things. I will open a door for someone whose arms are loaded, male or female. It doesn't make a difference. So I, I guess once it goes beyond the physical, then you're looking at respectful and amusing. Humor is huge. And so is the banter. I, I, I agree with that. But that also is the smart part. And sometimes smart, dynamic women can be deemed intimidating. Yes. I have to agree with that, Kimberly, here. Um, I went surprisingly, you know, size five guns in front, if you will, um, gorgeous green eyes, adorable little thing that I was. I spent a lot of Saturday nights alone because men made the assumption that I was already involved, already dating. I was smart. I was intimidating, blah, blah, blah. So what's sexy to me? Make me laugh. Make me think. Challenge me. Mm-hmm. Make me question what my beliefs and perceptions are. Mr. Rinaldi is the antithesis of everything I ever dated. And I fell for him hard. He's five foot seven. I dated over six foot tall. He was bald and wore glasses. I, you know, for me, a beautiful head of hair was something that was an imperative. Um, but man, he makes me laugh. He makes me think. And he puts questions to my world that make me go beyond where I've been. And ladies, he has an identical twin. Who's still single. <laughs> single? Still single. Mm-hmm. All right, Kimberly, um, you might need to fire him over my way. There you go. But yeah, he's just, he's brilliant. He had multiple businesses running, and I met him, and two weeks later, I was wearing an engagement ring. Wow. And that's how it happened, and he was the left turn that I never anticipated, because I never planned on marrying. How long have you been married? 25 years next year together 26 Mm -hmm. that's wonderful i love stories like that thank you see that's a real achievement and i want to introduce from what i'm hearing from both of you or all three of you is also the concept of talent and loving what you do like there's a baseball coach in town that i just adore i think this guy is the you know a bag of chips and all that Um, You know, he's not single, but I watch him and I think, you know, he's he reads these inspirational books so that he can inspire these high school kids. And he can't wait to get on the field and love these kids, develop these kids, grow these kids. You know, even the kids that stink and can't play baseball to save their lives. He's there encouraging them. He's like this uber father figure. Now, he doesn't fit any of the classical um, standards of beauty. You know, he's a ginger. He's got, you know, red hair, freckles. You know, he's about five foot ten and a little bit stocky and, you know, kind of has a paunch after, um, you know, many years of, of, you know, eating the bag of chips that he is. But, you know, the fact is this person is so attractive and this person is so amazing because his talent is this giving of others and he loves what he does. And I will say on the scheme of things, there's nothing more attractive than a man who loves what he does. I'm going to go to Linda. 
You know, I, you just said a really important thing. Somebody who has a passion and a purpose and loves it and is giving and generous, you just described somebody who is, to me, very attractive as well. I, I don't know this person, but I can picture them. And I think we've all met women who are not the most beautiful in the room. They're not put together the way you described, you know, men are seeking, etc. Mm-hmm. But they attract men like bees to honey because why because they're interesting they have depth and I I think we've all met people women and men who are a mile wide and an inch deep and that doesn't interest me because I I'm curious I want to know more if it's going to be something other than just a cocktail party chatter and never see you again and so I think the sexy part is all of the things you've just talked about, the passion, the intelligence, the uh, drive, um, the passion in life, and being able to give of yourself to others. I'm impressed by that. I'm sure others have different things that they find to be sexy. But you know, with some, when you ask a question of someone and they simply say, yes, ma'am, I just smile. I just love that. <laughs> I love that. You know, I think that um, we've all met people who are stunning and and so stupid that you just get turned <laughs> off by them like really like i don't know if you guys watch bachelorette but you know the twins are everywhere now and like they're really cute but man they are so dumb they're dumb as a doorknob and and like that is such a turn off like and i can't believe that anybody would find that attractive at all really because um yeah you can look at a pretty face but if you can't talk to them that's just you know that's really sad to me uh it's like go to school learn a few things come back and you might be pretty again but <laughs> true it's you know it's like that and and you see these gorgeous guys with these really plain women and you go what's up with that they could have anybody they want but i think it's what you said Linda. they had depth and they've they've got something maybe they're not they're you know for them they're safe they, they don't think they're going to run off with somebody else and uh they're they you know or they're the peacock and it's like that in nature right the guys are gorgeous and the and the females are dull they don't have the colors to their feathers but you know that's how it works and and yeah so sexy is a lot of things and mm-hmm. it's individual and there's a collective to it but it's there's an individualism to it too and and like um yeah but confidence is the number one sexy thing. And Sandra and I had talked about this once about, you know, how if you go to a bar and you're there with um, uh, some gr- your girlfriends and there's one girl, there's one girl that the guys always come up to and it's usually one that's taken. And the reason for that, because the other ones are radiating desperation. I need a guy, I need a guy, I need a guy. And it's, you know, and no matter if they're beautiful or not, it's the one that is just like, I don't care. That's the one that they want to get. It's, it's, you know, cause there's uh, a chase to it. There's, you know, it's not so easy. It's, you know, something about it. But there, there's a mystery to that, too. Uh, but they find that sexy, and that's the one that they go for. You know, I, I love the fact that um, we all see sexy as something slightly different, but we see some traits that mm-hmm. we uh, appreciate. And when we come back, we're coming up on another break, but I, I would love to talk about this aspect. We know what we think is sexy, but what is not sexy. So there's this really funny quote by Elvis Presley. And he says, I'm not trying to be sexy. It's just my way of expressing myself when I move around. So we'll come back and let's talk about what we find when people tell us we're sexy. and We may not even think we are. So we're going on a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dynamic Work Radio. Stay with us.
return after these short messages. sign has been around as long as there have been hotels where discretion was a bitter part of value. One lecturer at Cornell University School of Hotel Administration traces the do not disturb sign roots to the aristocracy of the early 20th century at grand establishments such as the Ritz in Europe. It sure is annoying when you just want to be a slug of bed and someone knocks at the door and says, housekeeping, What's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. There are days when I wish I could wear a do not disturb sign around my neck. What to call someone who wants to lay in bed all day? A scabberlatcher. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Do you realize that sugar-sweetened beverages are the number one source of calories in the United States? Weight Watchers says so and encourages you to think before you drink. A 12-ounce can contains equivalent of 10 teaspoons of sugar. Most of us drink one and a half cans a day, which is a roaring 500 cans a year. Drinking one can of regular soda a day can cause you to gain as many as 10 pounds in a year. Even if you drink diet sodas every day, you need to go easy. Every once in a while, it's okay, but drinking sodas daily is not a good choice. Drinking pure water is the best, and green tea is another great idea. It's important to stay hydrated and healthy, so scale back on sodas and choose water instead. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Welcome back to Dynamic Women Talk Radio. And we're going to talk now about what we don't find sexy. I mean, we've been talking about what we think is sexy and what we find sexy. But I, I think that there are some things that are real turnoffs. And Sandra mentioned a couple of them earlier. But I, I think that we probably vary on this slightly. So, Kimberly, what don't you find sexy? You know, honestly, I don't find superficial um, aspect sexy. So if you're, if you're, if you're walking past a mirror and you can't stop looking, um, yeah, no, if it lack of intelligence, I know we touched on, I dated a model many years ago. And at one point I, I literally out of my mouth, sweetie, pretty, please stop talking. (laughs) I did. I couldn't help myself. And he smiled and he went, okay. (laughs) Bless his heart. Bless his heart and his pointy head. Um, Yeah, I want intelligence. Lack of intelligence, lack of depth, um, inability to see beyond themselves, and selfishness. That is a huge turnoff for me. Mm -hmm. Huge. For me, it's Frankie lack of generosity mm-hmm. that really if I go to if we go out to dinner to a nice restaurant and they don't tip 
that really bothers me. Like it really does. And, and it's against, it's against my values. I mean, it's like, it's knocking up, I guess most things that knock against your values are that, but not being kind to people, uh, you know, being judgmental, being negative, being rude because they think they can, because they're rich or whatever the case is. That's such a big turnoff to me. Like, I, I want to see you be kind to people. I want to see you be generous. I want to see you laugh and be affectionate and talk. You know, I go out with my dad. My dad can talk to anybody and he does. And, you know, he has everybody laughing and everybody's involved and waitress or not, you know, he always asks nice questions about their families and what they're doing and why they're doing their work. You know, when you are interested in people, that's sexy. Like that to me is, is being sexy. Not being... I mean, remember Lou Paget used to say, uh, attention is the greatest seduction. Mm. It, it is. Having someone listen to you is really, really important. And anyway, Sandra, I believe you had a comment. Yeah, I'm going to weigh in here and go, what I can't stand is the, 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 and I see this a lot in the divorced dating community. It's the, the victim mentality, the Mm -hmm. please feel sorry for me, you know, complain my, my Mm ex-wife, she's mean, she's this, well, of course she is, you're divorced. It's nice (laughs) you. You wouldn't be divorced. So like the old tired love, oh, my wife is so mean to me. She doesn't take care of me. You know, and that's that to me is the, the, the married guy looking to get laid song and dance. Like you might as well put your tap shoes on your hat and cane and like dance across the bar going, I need sex because I lost it with my wife. So I'm going to try and make you feel sorry for me. Like those, but you, but those are out there and they're out there in droves because they're the needies. They, they want to get their needs met. They don't really care about you. And they sit there with this victim mentality. And it's awful because sometimes I'm sitting there and I just, I want to reach across the bar and just smack them as hard as I could. Like, boom, like wake up, you know, what do you think you're going to get with this victim mentality? And they're, that I think too, and this is you know, people are just gonna really write hate mail, but I think some guys think that sharing your feelings means to be a big effing whiner. Like that's not sharing your feelings. Talking about how you feel about something is very different than whining, whinging, yeah. complaining. Mm. And you can always feel that thing of them trying to make you feel sorry for them. And sometimes I'm just really rude. And I'm like, I'll just say, look, you know, I, I got to go. I don't do pity sex. Like, and I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump in here. Is is it legitimately victim mentality or is this manipulative behavior? I go a little deeper Me. on that. I give I probably agree both. Yeah. 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 You know, they do it. But then you, you turn around and you say, well, you know, what was your behavior like? What did you do? Because if you were like that with me, I do the same thing. You know, yes. literally like if, oh, you didn't, you ignore her all the time. You're always working. You never come home. Oh, okay. You know, we feel sorry for you. <laughs> I, one of the questions I always ask divorced men is mm-hmm. what would your wife why would your wife say you divorced yes and you get an answer you get an honest answer um, because they're so surprised by the question and the ones who have given it thought and are self-aware you know you you can tell that they've learned from it um, back to what our question was which was um, what do we each not find sexy I don't find it sexy when someone treats you like a piece of property you're mm-hmm. not the Porsche you're, you're not supposed to be a certain way or act a certain way. I once went out with someone who said, 
um, we're going to dinner with this couple. They're very uh, important to my business, etc. So you can talk about these three things, but don't off on these topics and don't initiate a conversation only have responses well that was the last date yeah that was the last <laughs> date well i know it sounds obvious to us but i couldn't even believe that this very learned well introduced yeah yeah gobsmacked was work i was just so surprised at that and i thought seriously and um, well, no, oh, I my feelings start. at all because it wasn't even worthy of my time. No, but just you know, heard that you your what are you like, stupid or something? Like, well, obviously, this man had that feeling about women in general, and I think that there are some who generally don't like women. I I think that we don't. <laughs> when it comes down to it, you want people you can like. Yeah, you can potentially love them, but if you don't like them, there's no potential for love. When well, was the last time you guys honest. went out on a date? When was the last time you guys went out on a date, though, and the guy talked, 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 and he never asked you one thing about you? Uh, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, yeah, within the last two weeks. Isn't that 26 disgusting? years ago? <laughs> oh, you're sorry. Such a rat. <laughs> yeah, sorry. All right. So, would the happily married women please just sit down and shut up? <laughs> but I think you got to have fun with it. Like, you know, what yes. I've learned in the last eight years of, of being single and dating, you know, and I made the joke earlier about that's why you speak pig Latin or Klingon. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, like if the date is just really going, like he's just, you know, just like that sitting there talking about himself, like I'll speak, you know, I'll just make up something and then he'll be like, what, what was that? And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I just switched into my native Klingon just to see if they're listening. <laughs> yeah. And half the time they don't like you no. could sit there with them and they're talking. And, like I had this guy, um, he's a, he's a money guy and he's money, 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 talk, talk, talk. This is what I have. You know, this is my portfolio and you know, I've got this, I've got that, I've got this and that, that. And I just jokingly said, I said, I know I have your dick in my hand. And you know, he kept talking. He oh didn't my even God. hear it. And this is the other thing I'm going to just teach you guys. This is what you do when you're bored and you're dating. Um, <laughs> When you're really bored on a date, draw a mole on your face with your eyeliner pencil, excuse yourself, go to the bathroom, move it to the different side, move it to your forehead above your eyebrow. I have moved a mole around my face like two or three times and only the waiter noticed. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. How did you even think of that? I'm going to do that at dinner tonight with the husband. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome power. Molly, molly, molly. That was so funny. I love it. Yeah, because sometimes you get fixed up with a friend of a friend right. mm-hmm. and you can't just throw in the towel and get up and leave. Or the worst is the the I'm not fixing you up dinner and yeah. you just happen to be the only singleton. And then there's some other single guy there that's usually a brother or an uncle or, you know, somebody that that, you know, somebody's leftover that they they want to fix you up with. But they know, like, if they say, hey, I got this person I want to fix you up with more often than not, I'm going to make some snarky joke. <laughs> I'm I have to admit. I yeah, them. I love I love them all. I have to admit, back when I was dating, there were more than there was more than one date where I left and left a note with the service provider, bartender, waitress, waiter, whatever, because I just I couldn't take it anymore. So I walked over, handed a note, walked out, and said, "Could you deliver it to the table?" Oh my gosh! I'm not proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> but you got home early. 
yeah, it just wasn't worth any more effort. I mean, it wasn't yeah. even worth a conversation at that point. I just had to walk away. So I'm just curious, you know, all of us have been married and the the bottom line is, do you like men who are independent in some of the things that they do or those who want you to be joined at the hip? I mean, some people like um, one thing or the other. I need independent men. I, I do need too. Independent I, I, but I've had a lot of friends who would, you know, they want the one who thinks they spun the moon and they can't be apart yeah. from them and they can never spend nights apart. And they, they brag about it. You know, we've never, never lived a night apart. Mr. Rinaldi worships the ground I walk all over him on. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a total joke. That's, um, that's a great statement, though. But it is. He, he worships. Every, his thing is whatever makes me happy. Whatever uh-huh. makes me happy. I'll, I'll say, you know, can you do me a favor? He'll smile and say, do I, like I have a choice. I took a 30-day trip um, with a client last year. I was gone. 30-day road trip. I get, he tells me, it's time for you to go do your thing. We give each other so much free space, but we married at 28 and 38, respectively. So mm-hmm. we had independence. We had lives of our own. And I think, honestly, you want to talk about sexy? Sexy is somebody who can live their life, come back and share it with you, mm-hmm. and go do their own thing without you having to push them, hold their hand, shove them through the door. Um, it, that, that's that's someone who loves you enough to let you continue to grow into who you're supposed to be. That's flipping awesome. That's true. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, I've had my kids and I've got grandkids. I don't need a child as a husband. You know, I really don't. And, and unfortunately, I, I attract that because, you know, when you're in a, in a coach business or a healing business or whatever, this neon sign is come here and I'll help you because we love to help people, right? We all love to help people. And it's hard to turn that off. That energy is around us. And so people find that attractive and, and it's disguised. It's always disguised in different ways. And you go, oh, this one's not like that. But they are. They're always houses, like that. Yeah. Houses are fixer uppers. Men never. No, yeah. Bad. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, I love that. Um, We're going to another break right now, and we are talking about what is sexy, and it varies. And we will have different perspectives to share with you after the break, the initial sexy versus the sustainable, the flair, and the long-term love. We'll be back after these messages. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. And we'll return after these short messages. The Woohoo Radio Network presents the Diva Download with Tracy and Tasha. If you think Diva is all about attitude and drama, think again. The Diva Download is the premier online radio program where girls of all ages, shapes, sizes, and colors get together to redefine what it means to be a diva so that all girls can discover their inner diva and develop a healthy sense of self-worth and self-esteem. Being a true diva means you're diverse, involved, 
involved, value-driven, and active. That's today's diva. If you want to celebrate the girl in your life through education, encouragement, empowerment, and entertainment, join us every week on Tuesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and celebrate the essence of being a girl only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The average banana has 108 calories and is rich in vitamin B6, which scientists at the USDA say helps prevent cognitive decline. Even though there are other fruits that have lower calories, the big advantage about bananas is that they are high in potassium, which aids in reducing high blood pressure and heart problems and helps combat ulcers. They have a year-round peak season, so they're good to eat anytime. Ripe bananas have uniform yellow skins and small brown flecks indicating that they are at their sweetest. Grab a banana on your way out the door because the calories in a banana are digested slowly and help supply the body with a steady source of energy. They are great for an energy boost if eaten about an hour before physical activity. I'm Annette Hammond. If you're a fan of Fitness Minute, like us on Facebook at Fitness Minute with Annette Hammond. Hey ladies, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Linda Crater. We're visiting today with Frankie Picasso and Kimberly Rinaldi and the show is What is Sexy? And, you know, I'd like to open with what do men do that make women feel sexy? And I, I know it's different for everybody. I get that. But there is some common ground. Um, and guys, if you're listening today, take notes because... I think what you're going to hear will surprise you. Now, I've been single eight years. I was married for 10. So I feel like I have a pretty good handle on some of this stuff. And I'm single right now by choice. I've had chances to be really paired up. I've had chances to get married. But I really didn't want to. And it wasn't so much that it wasn't the right guy or the right time. It was all of those things. And I, I really have enjoyed myself and I've learned more about myself by being single than I have ever when I was married. And, you know, that was probably through my fault because I let my marriage define me. And that was my choice and my mistake. And now that I don't have another defining um, voice in my head all the time, it's really kind of fun to see who I am. So that leads me into one of the things that I find really sexy about a guy is when he likes me just the way I am. You know, when you are blonde hair, blue eyed, tall blonde with boobs, they, a lot of times people form a perception of you and they are surprised when you don't live up to that perception. Um, like I remember when I graduated from high school and one of the guys that I really liked looked at me and he goes, Oh, I had no idea you were so smart. Um, and I realized like he never saw me. And mm -hmm. so what is really sexy to me is with I'm when I'm with someone and they think my kind of goofball, erratic, sometimes off color sense of humor or 
the fact that my brain switches from topic to topic and then comes back around again, or that, you know, I can swim and water ski and do all these great things, but trip when I go to turn on the television. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the things that make me me, I love when somebody likes me the way I am. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think Mark always preaches. He's like, Sam, just be yourself, be yourself. Yourself is just good enough, you know, in a society where, you know, Mm -hmm. everybody tells us we're not good enough from the media standpoint of selling product. So somebody who likes me just the way I am, who accepts me just the way I am, doesn't try to change me, but inspires me to be my best. Man, you got my engines running at that point. Uh, It's Kimberly. I'm going to agree with that. And Mm -hmm. the other aspect that I'm going to add into this is when Mr. Rinaldi continues, I mean, 26 years together, 25, coming up on 25 years married, and we own businesses together, we work out of the home together, we we spend a lot of time together. Um, When we're together, we are here. And when he, after all this time, sits down, looks at me, and is communicating that he still wants to get to know more about me, that he's looking to get to know me deeper and understand me further. I'm, some days it feels like I'm a bug under a microscope, but most of the time it's like, oh my God, here's somebody who is so invested in what makes me tick, what makes me happy, what works for me. And that just, that lights me up. That, that makes the man six foot two with a full head of hair in my world. <laughs> Frankie, what yeah, lights I, you up? Yeah, I think um, for sure when you get that, that attention and they're just looking at you and a beautiful person walks by, a beautiful woman, and they don't even budge and they're just still looking at you interested. That's sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, I'm thinking back to the beginning of our relationship and, you know, he would just walk over and he'd put his foot on top of mine and, and it's just like acknowledging, you know, it's just something between the two of you. It's just something that he wouldn't do it to anybody else. Or he looks at you and he goes, Oh, and he just picks up your feet and starts rubbing them because he can tell that, you know, you're in pain or something like that's sexy. That I love that. I, I think that when you are newly single after a divorce or a death or whatever it may be, and you go about dating again. I think what that I find particularly sexy is you usually meet them in the context of work, mm-hmm. some networking event, something like that, uh, or at, oh, I don't know, just an event of, of any kind. And the usual question is, what do you do? Or, you know, do you have children? You know, those kinds of questions. But when you can throw in something that they aren't expecting and they respond well with humor, mm-hmm. I met... Um, a a retired pilot um, at an event a couple of weeks ago and he was in the Air Force and was talking about, I mean, he he flew jets. He he flew the the sexy kinds of jets. Mm -hmm. And I just said, everybody else was listening, asking him what he carried, what ordinance and all that kind of stuff. And I just looked at him very quietly said, and what was your call sign? Yeah. And he turned around and he just laughed. And with humor, a dry comment, something like that is really fun. And that I find very sexy, attractive. I find it likable. And so when you can really go to a different level uh, and it's it's fun and you've just met someone, I'm not even saying that that's going to go anywhere at all. I'm just saying I find that sexy and that 
they, they can be surprised. They can laugh at themselves and go from heavy to light in a heartbeat. Flirting is sexy. Yes. I like to flirt. And I think flirting is really healthy and it keeps you young. Mm-hmm. And if you flirt well, it's a, it's a skill and it's a lot of fun. Agreed. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and again, speaking from nearly 25 years married, we still flirt with each other. We'll be out in public and I will get surreptitiously groped. <laughs> what? <laughs> and he just looks the other way. He'll reach over and grab my butt. Oh, or, I thought you, you meant know. somebody else. No, no, no. <laughs> Mr. Re- yeah, Mr. Rinaldi. Oh, and then okay. when, when I do it, the last time I did it, we were standing in front of a friend's house, knocking on the door, waiting for them to answer for a dinner party. I grabbed his backside and they open the door and he looks at me and he goes, bad touch, bad touch, stranger danger. <laughs> stranger danger. I like that. So, yeah, I mean, we're still flirting. We're still playing. We're still having a good time. And I think that that's what keeps the marriage yes. engaged. And I think that's the key. Well, and I'm going to just buzz in here because if you have ADHD or Asperger's or, you know, mild autism, you know, things that we see prevalent in today's society and out in the dating pool, not everybody is a good flirt because it's hard to flirt when you struggle with social cues. But it doesn't mean that that person uh, feels things any less. And sometimes we take a little longer than others to process the flirting or the like sometimes I'll be texting someone or I'll have a phone call. And then like two hours later, I'll be replaying that phone call or that reading, reading that text. And I'm like, Oh, that was flirting. He was flirting with me and I missed it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's where I your think. Charm. <laughs> I don't know if you call I it. actually think that that's part of what they find attractive because you know, we often can be oblivious when people are, are flirting with us. You know, we're so serious about being taken as serious women or dynamic women that sometimes we, we miss those cues regardless of where we are on a spectrum. I, I think that Especially I if don't. You're, if you're like working, if your head's yes. up on, a, on a work thing or something. And, right. Yeah. You're in a different lane. Yeah. And it's so hard it's hard to, to sometimes switch. It's hard to switch. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you and know, it's not appropriate sometimes either, you know, mm-hmm. some sense. Well, haven't you also ignored a, the flirtatious yes. thing when you it was inappropriate? Yeah. And you just pretended you did not hear it? Yeah. Because it's always from the ones who are not sexy who do that. Yeah, or you give, <laughs> or you give them your mother, you know, that mommy, uh, you're very naughty, and don't do it again. <laughs> no, I, I, like, I take the Amy Farrah Fowler cue from, from the Big Bang Fairy. It's like, yeah. stop that. I don't like that. Like, I'm really blunt with some things, and I don't ever mean to hurt people's feelings, but, you know, sometimes people need to be told, like, stop, I don't like that, or, you know, that makes me feel uncomfortable, and I'm just going to leave if you keep it up. Like, yes, it can make me a buzzkill and not fun, but at least you know where you stand with me. Yeah. That's true. Well, if it's inappropriate, it's inappropriate, and everybody should say, I'm not going to stand for it, you know? Like, how stupid are they? Not you. Right. And you don't need to be mean or rude about it. But a a matter of fact is like, you know, I don't like there's there's a guy that that likes me that calls me honey, sugar, sweetie. And I finally told him, I said, you know, I I don't mean to be insulting to you. But every time you call me honey, sugar and sweetie, I think of my ex-husband's Aunt Barbara, whose dog, sweetie, got hit by a car. Oh, (laughs) jeez. 
And, you know, but it, I mean, it was the truth, but it's like, I, you know, it was, it was causing my skin to crawl and I wouldn't respond to it. And then I didn't know any other way to say it, but tell him the truth. It's like, you know, every time you call me that, I feel like roadkill. Like it, it you know, it, it conjures up like, you know, this fuzzy dog just smeared on the freeway. Um, so I think it is clear that I think it is good that we be clear with languaging on what we like and we don't like because somebody could think you love it and you're just there thinking of a bloody dog. Yeah. And for me, it was, was it too hard to remember my name? Mm. Well, you have to wonder because yeah. the players do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, is it just too hard? To, is everyone hun? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or yeah. babe. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, image just came to me. I don't know why, because he's not even in my my year. But Clark Gable, Clark Gable, that that look that he gives, and and he, mm-hmm. you know, he's a flirt, and and you go, yeah, that guy had it. I mean, and he wasn't even that good looking to me, but there was something there, like he had that flirt thing down and that look down, and it's sexy. I don't remember what he looks like. I do. I, I understand what you're talking about. It's it's that it's that really manly gleam that it looks it looks like there's something naughty underneath. Yeah, it. it's delightful. Yeah. Sean Connery has the same. thing. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Sam, Sam. Elliott. Yes, Sam Elliott's voice. Oh, oh yeah, his voice <laughs> gets me every time. <laughs> Ladies, I love that what is sexy matters so differently to every one I of know. us. And I, I don't think that's unusual out there. I, I really don't. So thank you to Kimberly Rinaldi and Frankie Picasso. And Sandra and I are always so happy to be on with you guys. You can find our shows on iTunes and on dynamicwomentalkradio.com. And we are delighted to share our thoughts with you. And we hope some of the things that we talk about resonate with you. And don't forget to listen to the good radio network as well thank you for listening to us today and we'll be back now more dynamic women because we celebrate vibrant charismatic women everywhere make it a great thank you for tuning in today to dynamic women talk radio and join us each week you can find more shows on dynamic women talk 